Welcome to A Life Designed. My name is Tina Heisman. I teach busy moms how to get everything done and still have time and energy for themselves. My passion is for helping women create more heart-to-heart connection with their husband and children so they can feel deeply fulfilled in those most important relationships. The topic of today's podcast is how to practice holistic self-care. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a free private group on Facebook where you can come to get inspiration for your life. It's called A Life Designed, and it's actually a happy place on Facebook, so I hope you'll join us. Also, I have created a free download called The Ultimate Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care. I'm really proud of this guide. It goes along beautifully with what we're going to talk about today because it is a guide to help you take care of yourself in mind, body, heart, and soul so you can feel like your best self every day. So visit my website, tinaheisman.com, to download it. Now let's dive in and talk about how to practice holistic self-care. And I thought I would share a quick story first to illustrate. So when I was a younger mom and my children were little, I found myself one morning at 5 a.m. sitting on the side of my bathtub in the dark. I had just gotten up for the day and I was getting ready to go work out. It was only 5 a.m., but already I felt sad, depressed, lonely, depleted, exhausted, all the things. And as I sat there, I whispered to God in the darkness, God, I don't think I can do this today. But how could that be? What could have possibly been wrong with me? I was married to my Prince Charming. We lived in a beautiful home in Florida. Need I say more Florida? Sunshine, palm trees, (laughs) what more could a girl need? And we were healthy and our kids were healthy. And I was able to stay home and do freelance writing as my career to help support our budget so I could be with my kids and work on my career. It just appeared like I had everything I ever wanted. So why was I feeling this way then? Why was I living life in survival mode instead of thriving? And so I brought this to my friends and talked about it with them. And and they said things like, You have to go take care of yourself. Schedule some time alone. You get a massage or something. And they were wise women. So I thought, okay, a massage sounds great. So I arranged it. And on a Saturday when my husband was home with the kids, I went to a lovely spa to get a massage. And once I was laying on the massage table, I actually started crying. It was just like releasing all of the stress that I was feeling. And I was wondering... How did I get this stressed out? How did I get this crabby? I really didn't like who I was being. I didn't like the thoughts in my head. I didn't like the words that were coming out of my mouth. I just was really in a rough spot. I remember as I was laying on my stomach, the therapist was massaging my arms from my shoulder down to my fingertips. And as she did that, I imagined that all of the toxins and negativity were breaking up and just being pushed out of my fingertips, just like getting out of my body, spilling on the floor and going away. It felt so good, so purifying. That's a good word for it, purifying. I actually didn't want to go home after the massage. I was like, okay, I feel really good. 
I still have plenty of time. I could go do something else, but I didn't. I just went home. And it's kind of too bad that I didn't listen to myself or work harder to find something else to do because a few minutes after I got back, it was like being smacked back into the real world, back into the reality. You know, I'm sure there was a child crying or needing something or whatever. And it was just like all of that stress that was just released from my body came flooding back. This was so frustrating and scary for me. Because if taking time for myself by getting a massage didn't make me feel better, then what on earth would? Well, let me tell you what, sister. What I learned through that experience is that I needed to do a better, more consistent job of taking care of myself so that I could experience true wellness. But I didn't really know exactly what that meant. And so I set out on an adventure to find out. I'm going to take you along on my little discovery journey here and teach you what I learned because I discovered a formula for self-care that is the best formula out there. But first, what is self-care? Here's one definition of self-care that I love. Self-care is about being good stewards of our bodies, minds, and souls in order to become the best version of ourselves. Doesn't that sound nice? I've also heard self-care described as taking care of yourself in a way that you don't want to run away from your life. And that makes sense to me too. And so I was thinking, what does the Bible say about self-care? Because a lot of people talk about it being selfish. And I just thought, let's look into that and see what the Bible says. And here's what I found. Many times throughout the Gospels, Jesus retreated from everyone else to rest alone, or to pray by himself. You'll find that in the Gospel of Mark. And you probably remember hearing about it at church or something. The other thing that you will find in the Bible is that Jesus, excuse me, Jesus encouraged others to rest. Like when he told Martha not to be anxious about the housework, but to come relax with him. And that's in the Gospel of Luke. Sisters, These moments recorded thousands of years ago were not included haphazardly in the Bible. I think they're part of scripture for a reason. Jesus is the way for us. And that way includes making time for self-care. And it's not selfish. I believe the Bible tells us that as well, that it's not just about us. It's also about our loved ones and the community around us. Listen to this passage from Matthew 23, 25, and 26, which says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and plate, so that the outside also may be clean. We could look at this as a message of God telling us that self-care is meant to be done from the inside out, right? Clear, clean and clear from the inside out. Holistic self-care. How do we practice holistic self-care? I found some awesome guidance in the Bible for that too. Seriously. Passage of Matthew 
6, 24 through 34. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it begins by saying, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. And that just gives us the flavor for what's getting set up there. And that passage ends by saying, But first, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And that is the key. If we start there by seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, then we will be on the path of wholeness. We start there. So exciting. And so, you know me, I am the queen of practicality. Mark 12, 30 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is how I think we practically live out holistic self-care. If we are called to love God with our heart and our soul and our mind and our strength, then we need to make sure that we take care of those four aspects of ourselves. Ding, 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 ding. Like, isn't that exciting? And I think that this is where some of us miss the mark. We wait to do self-care until we're completely burned out. And we don't spend time on self-care items that go further than skin deep. I mean, manicures and pedicures and massages are amazing, but they're just one component of a holistic self-care routine, right? So here's a concept for you. Think about this. True self-care begins and ends with God. And when we do self-care in this way, when we practice holistic self-care, it's not selfish. It's actually drawing us back to God. How awesome is that? So mind, body, heart, and soul. How can we perform self-care in all of these areas? And that's what I want to share with you today. I've got some inspirational scripture and then just some ideas for you to get your mind percolating. So let's start with self-care for the heart. My biblical inspiration for this is 1 Samuel 16, 7 which says, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So how do we work to cultivate a peaceful and joyful heart for the Lord to see? I'm just going to throw out some ideas for you to get your mind percolating. But spending quality time with family and friends. If you can't do it in person, set up a call or a video call. Journaling is a wonderful way to connect with your heart and your feelings and see what's going on in there. Being kind to yourself. Being kind to yourself like you are to other people. Doing something kind for other people. That's actually scientifically proven to make your heart feel good, to make you happy. Spending time with a pet. Just got to throw that out there. I don't know if you're a pet person, but I am. I have a dog and um, just playing with him and Um, petting him, that definitely tends to my heart. And I love doing that. And the last idea that I'll just share is write a letter to someone you love. How wonderful would it feel to connect with your heart over a person in your life that just means so much to you and you want to send them a letter about that. That will make you feel really good. And that would be great self-care for your heart. Okay, so self-care for our soul. 
inspirational scripture for this, Matthew 5.13 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Isn't that interesting? When I read this, I think this is evidence that it's important to take care of our souls to be continually restored in our faith and our purpose. And we always hear them people, them people, that sounded really goofy. We hear that we are called to be salt and light, the light to the world. And in order to do this, we must be spiritually fed so that we can accomplish our purposes and our mission for God here on earth. So what are some ways to care for our souls? Going to mass or church. Uh, In the Catholic Church, we go to adoration, which is just spending time with Jesus. Prayer is a great way to care for your soul, just talking to God. Meditation, where you might focus on a piece of scripture that is fulfilling to you, that feels good to your soul. Spending time in nature is a great way, like anywhere that you feel connected to God. For some of us, it's in a church, but for other people, it might be outside somewhere or doing a certain activity. And that leads me to the next point or uh, idea is like if you are artistic create something like music or art if that's going to help you connect to your soul and feel good that would be a beautiful thing and then also confession or reconciliation of course in the catholic church we do a, a formal reconciliation but if you're not catholic just even confessing your sins to god clears our hearts it just makes us feel so much better to get it off our heart and so i would recommend that too for your soul Oh, right. Moving right along. Taking care of our mind. What would be some self-care for our mind? Well, the scripture that I have to inspire us is Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so it is important for us to take care of our minds because that is how we connect with God better, right? It's that's Again, it's not selfish. It's not just something luxurious. We need to do it. So some ideas for taking care of our mind. Number one is to practice thinking better thoughts. You know, the majority of our thoughts naturally are very negative. So just watch your thoughts and try to correct the ones that you can and turn them into something more positive. You could also read for pleasure. Sometimes we read only things, maybe the news or like negative things or things we have to for work or for classes, but read for pleasure. Give your mind something lovely to read about. Listening to music is great, something great to do for our minds. Taking a class that you're interested in to get your mind like really stimulated in. Journaling about gratitude is a great thing to do for your mind because it takes your focus from your struggles and challenges and puts them on your blessings. Another great thing you can do for your mind is give it a break. Give it some time to relax. Give it some time off. Just chill out a little bit. And finally, doing a brain dump. I know that might sound a little goofy, but if you at least once a week just sat down with pen and paper and dumped everything out of your brain that was worrying you and that was on your mind that you need to do, you give your brain a rest. 
And another thing that I do is in my prayer time in the mornings, I keep sticky notes nearby because inevitably things come up that I need to put on my to-do list for the day. And I just jot them right there on my sticky note and then take it to my desk when it's time to go to work. And so that gives my brain a chance to rest too and know that it's written down. Don't have to stress about it. Okay, moving right along, self-care for our body. My inspirational scripture for this is from 3 John 1, 2, which says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. I just love that because this is one disciple talking to another. Right? And this is something that we are all called to do for each other is to encourage each other to live well and take care of ourselves. And that's why we're here today. And so some ideas for taking care of our bodies. I know this is like stuff we probably know, but getting a massage, like I mentioned earlier, that's a great way to like release tension and stress and care for your body. Getting outside and going for a walk, even if it's cold, Obviously not too cold, but just getting some fresh air, getting our bloods pumping a little bit, so good for our body. And getting up and getting active, it could be some sort of formal exercise or even just like dancing around your house a little bit. If you don't have a gym membership or don't care to go to the gym, just getting your body moving, put on some music that you love and move it around a little bit. This will feel so good to your body and your mind actually. And of course, you know, we could eat a little bit better, you know, maybe just plan one healthy meal that extra than you might normally to help you feel better about what you're putting in your body. Drinking water, right? Adding maybe a little bit more water in there. We, we know we should all be drinking like half of our body weight in ounces. And so if you're not doing that, add some water in to your daily habits, and of course, practicing good sleep habits, try to get more sleep if you're not getting enough. And another idea a lot of people love, right, is taking a bath. It's like so relaxing, really gives our whole body a chance to relax. So good, right? Okay, so those are those are the different four categories of self-care, mind, body, heart, and soul. And I've shared with you some of my ideas today, but I you can create your own ideas. And that's really what I want you to do because listening to a podcast and learning something is super awesome, but when we can really make a difference in our life, when we can really feel better is when we actually take action on it. And so if I could give you a little homework assignment, it would be in each of these four categories, mind, body, heart, and soul, make a list of at least 10 things that you would love to do for self-care in those areas, and then Pick one thing from each category to do every day so that you will have an intentional, holistic self-care routine every day. So maybe for your mind, you're going to listen to a podcast and learn something new. And for your body, you're going to get outside and get a walk, even if it's cold. And for your heart, you're going to write a letter to a friend because you just miss her and you want to connect with her. And for your soul, maybe you are going to take some time and meditate on some scripture to help you connect with God and connect with your soul. So that's just an idea of like each day you can customize it to what you need. And if you will do this and take this time to focus on holistic self-care, you're going to feel like you have the time and energy for everything you need to do in life. You're going to feel happier and more joyful and you're going to be able to show up in the world as the woman you want to be and that's something worth putting effort into right that allows us to be that woman that we want to be 
So if this topic resonated with you and you want to know more or you need help sticking with self-care, reach out to me and we'll set up a time to talk about it. I offer a complimentary conversation so that we can talk about like what is going on in your life right now with your self-care, what you would like it to look like, and then we can come up with a plan to get you there. And in the meantime, definitely download my ultimate guide to guilt-free self-care because that's going to help get you started on this path. All right. Thank you so much. I hope this was helpful and I'll talk to you next time.